the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Love Never Fails Radio. Love Never Fails. Inviting you to join in the fight for love. There are millions of people who are trapped in modern day slavery. Take a stand to do something against this injustice. Join the fight against human trafficking. If you truly love, set the captives free. Each week, this program sheds light on the needs of vulnerable people in our community who are impacted by human trafficking, homelessness, addiction, and abuse, and celebrates the work of those who are meeting them right where they are and expressing to them that they are precious, valued, and loved. Our goal is to see this radio audience move to compassion demonstrated in acts of service, generosity, and gifts of time. Now, here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, founder and executive director of Love Never Fails, Vanessa Russell. And welcome to Love Never Fails Radio. We are in for such a treat today. We have a very special guest, uh, Tina Bouchant, who is the founder and executive director of an anti-human trafficking organization called Trees of Righteousness, otherwise known as TOR. And it is a new nonprofit dedicated to establishing long-term aftercare for adult women survivors of human trafficking 18 years and older. And just a little bit about Tina before we have a, have a talk a little bit about her background and how she got started in this. She has been doing this work for 10 years, working in the anti-human trafficking movement. Uh, she found out about human trafficking while in a life of transition from uh, fraud investigations and was looking for a more in-depth way to become a humanitarian. And she knew God was moving her in this direction. Um, interestingly, her degree is in legal studies and she has a history in lobbying and um, and and really advocating for human trafficking, uh, anti-human trafficking bills. Um, and she also is the co-founder of Bay Area anti-trafficking coalition, which educates communities in the area of human trafficking. Uh, So just a wealth of knowledge here. We are so grateful to have you on the show, Tina. Thank you so much, Vanessa, for having us. Yeah, so um, so I wanted to just start off with, you know, you've been doing this work for 10 years. You were working as in the legal industry, and you wanted to do something that was a little bit closer to uh, the victims, quite frankly, that, um, that you know, are, the you know, they're very present and at the center of these investigations. And so tell us a little bit about, you know, what, on a personal note, what drew you to this particular um you know, issue of human trafficking. Yeah, so the life transition really was a focal point 10 years ago, or actually more than 10 years ago, um, because I spent a couple of years just trying to figure out what God wanted me to do. And I always had a humanitarian's heart. I really feel like God put that in me to be able to help women in particular. Um, and that comes from a, a very personal story of my background growing up in extreme abuse, um, and then taking so many years of being able to heal and just not having anybody there uh, that could be sort of my Jonathan to David, if you will. And um, it was really basically me and God. And, uh, and so, you know, growing up with all of that, I got out of that element and thought, hey, I'm good to go. You know, I, I'm cool. Um, but, you know, if you don't address those issues, they will follow you around the rest That's of your right. life. So, yep. mm-hmm. you know, yeah. And I kept seeing a pattern and I finally, uh, you know, got those things addressed. Now, it took a long time and, and that's OK. Um, but, yeah, I, I was actually in mortgage banking and uh, I did fraud investigation there as well. 
and um, they had sold, uh, the company sold, and they gave me an awesome uh, God-sized amount to be able to live on for the next couple of years and just trying to figure out what it is I wanted to do. And then I came across human trafficking, and Vanessa, it was like a click. You know, it's like, this is it. And then I started doing research on everything that I could get my hands on um, about human trafficking. And 10 years ago, there really was not a lot of a lot of information out there no. about human trafficking. <laughs> yeah. You know, it was like, in, in fact, when when I first found out about it, I thought, well, what is that human trafficking? Um, and it just turns out that my church was having the first Freedom Summit in the Bay Area, and I decided that I was going to volunteer for that, found out more about it, got connected uh, with uh, what is now the Bay Area Anti-Trafficking Coalition, and we were able to do the Freedom Summit a couple of years after that. And I was just learning and getting my hands on everything. What I found out when I started doing direct services directly with female survivors of human trafficking, I started seeing so many patterns as me growing up with what they were going through and the vulnerabilities that that sort of were the catalyst, if you will, to uh, being entrapped in human trafficking. And it was it was amazing how God brought that out. It's like because I'm thinking, well, what can I do for these women? And you know, I want to I want to do the best I can for them. You know, they've been through so much trauma as we you know as we both know. And um, you want to be able to help them and not you know further any trauma. And uh, it, it was the oddest thing. I just kept noticing the women. Ninety nine percent of the women that I worked with uh, had exact vulnerabilities that I had mm. where, you know, thank God I was not trafficked. I almost was trafficked mm. um, in Oakland and um, thank God I got out of it. But um, you know, there, like I, like I said, let me circle back around is I didn't have anybody to help me. Right. And I wanted to be the person or one person at least that would be able to help in some way uh, these women that have been entrapped in human trafficking. Yeah. So just, you know, on the, the point about, um, you know, those people have called me fearless leader. And I think that's mm-hmm. so ironic that people have called me that because I spent my whole childhood being so afraid. And it's almost like, you know, all of that, trauma that you go through it's it's almost like your cookbook right for right for you know the next person if you choose right to sign up right to 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 be that person in someone else's life to be that jonathan if you will to be that um ear that that support system i'm curious you know you said that you had this moment where you had this epiphany that they that the profile of the victims that you served uh, was very much like your own and you almost were trafficked. Um, how did you make sure that you were well enough to um, provide the care uh, to, you know, to those that, you know, given your background? Absolutely. And I, and I, I'm so glad you brought that up because I have interacted with many um folks in the field uh, where they have not gone through their past. They have not healed from their own past. And unfortunately, that does so much damage um, because, you know, quite frankly, they, they can't really help women that have, you know, that have been through the extreme amount of trauma that human trafficking survivors have been under uh, and, and not somehow have that affect them. Um, and you could be the healthiest person in the world. Somehow, some way, it is going to affect you. So getting back to your question, I did years of work on myself. Um, and it was, like I said, there was a pattern of destructive behavior based on what I had went through. That's what I knew. That's what was familiar to me. Um, and, you know, at some point when you go through the type of abuse that I through and millions of other people have gone through, you know, it, it starts affecting your day-to-day life and your decisions, and those consequences will come around, and they will really bite you. So after enough of that, you know, I realized, hey, you know, I, I'm still not, I'm not healed, 
and I, I need to be healed. So I spent many, many years um, in, in, um, in therapy and just getting to the point where you understand that, you know, that you are a human. What you've been through was not your fault, you know, but even, you know, when you've been sexually abused or physically abused, you really in the moment, you think you're nothing. And mm-hmm. you think that's all you're good for. Right. Uh, and if you don't get the realization uh, in the identity of who you really are, that's going to that's gonna stay with you the rest of your life. So I did the hard work, you know, I, and it was hard. I, you know, I'm not right. It was hard. Um, it was painful. But I have to tell you, you come through the other side ready to take on life, you know, with a, with a good grip. So we're going to take a break. We're going to come right back. Um, I want to talk some more about this because I think that self-care um, and uh, healing, the healing, the healer is such an important topic. And uh, I, I want to talk some more about that. And I want to talk about your project trees of righteousness, because this is, this is your love song, right? This is, you've been working in the industry for other organizations for the last 10 years. And now you are coming forth with your own, um, you know, purpose driven, um, uh, uh, ministry and, um, and, and program. And so I want to, uh, you know, talk about how you've prepared yourself individually for this and then, and then share what it is. So we'll come right back. And thanks for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. For more information on this program, visit loveneverfailsus.com. That's loveneverfailsus.com. We'll be right back with more right after these messages. Trash bills weighing you down? At Case Industries, we specialize in lowering waste costs and providing trash consolidation and compaction services for multifamily properties, condos, and commercial shopping centers. Let us help you reduce operating expenses and increase property NOI. Case Industries, saving the planet, saving you money. Contact us today for a property trash and recycling assessment online at caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. That's caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. Case Industries, the property manager's friend. Hi, I'm Sandra Herrera, CEO of Case Industries. I've found that many employers are looking for ways to help the community but don't know how. I encourage you to consider supporting Love Never Fails as a corporate sponsor. Love Never Fails offers all the resources necessary to help young women and men overcome the trauma of exploitation and abuse. And that's why I'm proud to have Case Industries supporting Love Never Fails Radio. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We are in the studio today with Tina Bouchamp, who is the uh, founder and executive director of Trees of Righteousness, a new nonprofit dedicated to establishing long-term aftercare for adult women survivors of human trafficking. And um, we've just been learning a little bit about Tina's personal journey towards this this expression of of uh, love for survivors uh, tour. And so, you know, in the last segment, we talked about your own abuse and some of the things that you had to do to become ready. Um, for for where you are today. And so, you know, t- tell us, maybe talk a little bit more about some of those steps that you took. It sounds like you t- you were in counseling. What else? Anything else that was particularly beneficial as you prepared yourself? Yeah, I mean, when I say counseling, you know, I have to tell you, it was really scary going uh, the first time to a counselor. Uh, and, you know, she called me out on a lot of things and she was really awesome. So uh, I felt led to her um, and I really felt like I got the cream of the crop. Um, so as far as therapy, really super important. Um, your identity, finding out who you are, uh, and what you're made of, what your likes are, what your dislikes are. I mean, it just really at the core of who you are, you know, you need to know who you are before you can and, and what you're going to put up with, what you won't put up with. This took many years to be able to get uh, to the point where I am today. And, um, you know, not that I've arrived 
by any means, and I don't mean to imply that. Um, but yeah, I, I do believe that the therapy was extremely beneficial. And then just understanding, you know, your identity, who you are, um, and then finding, you know, what your purpose in life is. I think there's, you know, things that we all need and and require uh, to be a whole person. And, you know, belonging, having purpose, uh, having your uh, community around you, and, and that being a healthy community, um, because that's super important as well, because if you stay in the state of the mindset of, you know, that you're not worth anything and all of that, and you don't get the help, you're going to keep choosing exactly what you've always known. So it's really important to be able to know what your worth is. So you're not going to be putting up with the abuse and you're not going to be putting up with, you know, being trafficked or anything like that. I mean, that's really important. Um, just knowing who you are uh, and that God has a purpose and a plan for each and every one of us. And, you know, this is when I found out about human trafficking and I knew that was my purpose based on my background uh, and the abuse that I suffered, but also because of the healing, I knew I was ready. Well, that's great. And, you know, I think it sounds like I know you, so you spend a lot of time in prayer, I would imagine, and, you know, just really seeking the direction from the Lord. And then, you know, you had that time to do your cognitive therapy, right, to understand how these the kinds of traumas that you went through impacted, you know, the way that you think and impacted, you know, maybe some behaviors that were hidden from you. And, you know, it's funny, I, I, you know, I think this is such an important topic to point, you know, to touch on because a lot of people approach me saying, can you please help me to open up a home? I get that all the time. And, <laughs> and I, you know, I've actually thought about doing a boot camp for a, a year to help people establish their, their nonprofit and set up, you know, set up their 501c3, not me, but the people that I've used have been amazing. Uh, DH Ventures, and then just the the different things that you have to have in place, right, to establish your nonprofit. And one of those things, uh, I got some very excellent advice. Uh, When I was early in my um, nonprofit, I got some excellent advice from um, someone who said, don't give away, you know, because I was in the habit of giving away my house manual, And, Mm -hmm. you know, all of my procedures and just whatever people needed that I had, I was like, here. And they said to me, you could be harming a survivor by doing that because that person has to travail before Mm -hmm. they're ready for the things that you have put together. They have to you know, there's a cost to doing this work. It Mm -hmm. is, you know, when you bring women off the street that have been raped, maybe upwards of 21 times a day, Mm -hmm. and and then they have kids that have also been neglected and possibly sexually abused and physically abused that they're bringing, you bring that into your house, you got to be ready to go in. You got to be prayed up. You got to be healthy. You can't um, just think that a, a piece of paper that has procedures on it is going to be enough. That's, you know, that's like, that's the easy part, the spiritual part and the, you know, blood, sweat and tear part, you know, is the part where knowing how to keep yourself strong when everything around you and really you're not keeping yourself knowing how to, how to call on the Lord to Mm -hmm. strengthen Mm -hmm. you and to be a fence and to be your strong tower when everything around you seems like, you know, it's, it, you're, you know, you're failing. I think, and I'd love to get your take because, you know, you've worked in residential care and you've, you know, you've been doing direct services for many years. And the thing I struggled with early on the most was feeling like a failure because I, you know, as you know, many of the women that come into our homes, they leave, and they don't receive everything that you that you see that they might need or that might bless them, that might benefit their life. They might leave prematurely. But, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not God. I, I don't order right. their footsteps. I can't control them. So I just have to, like, bless them as they go. Right. So right. Right. how did you, you know, given your trauma, right, how have mm-hmm. you dealt with those kinds of things, you know, the, the leaving the sometimes when you're being super kind to someone that's used to not receiving kindness, there's a, 
a lashback. You know, there's a, I hate right. you. There's a, you're not doing anything for me when you're the only one who is, you know, how do you right. deal with that? So I can speak heavily into that. Um, first off, when they're doing that, a lot of times they're testing you because they want to see as so many people in their past have left them. Right. And, you know, anytime, this is a really scary time. Let me go back to when, when I said I went to therapy, okay? When I walked into a therapist's office for the first time, I was so scared, but I knew I was ready and I knew that it was going to, it had to happen. When these girls are testing you like that, one, I would almost take it as a compliment because they're trying to see if you're going to leave. They're going to try and see if you're the real deal or not, because they have been through so much trauma again, but there's always that cost. So if they've wanted food before, if they have wanted to take a shower before, if they have wanted to just take a nap, you know, all of these things that we need, they've had to pay a cost for that. They've had to pay a uh, pay a price for that when they're, you know, in captivity, you know, so they're testing you, uh, one, one to see if you're going to leave or not, but also, you know, are they going to make me do things that I, that I've had to do in the past just to be able to eat or sleep or, you know, get my needs met. Uh, the other thing is some of the women, and, you know, I know you all have an intake process. Everybody should have an intake process. Just the screen. Um, it's really important because I can, I, the longest I spent with a survivor because she just really wanted to talk. Uh, about an hour and a half, maybe two hours on an intake one time. And then also I was sort of just kind of feeling her out as well. Is she ready is what the bottom line is. Now, you know, I think that's really important that, you know, when they do leave, they, and if it's quick, they weren't ready, you know, and it's unfortunate because I, I don't see that as a defeat. What I see that is, is the seeds were planted as best as you can do uh, and leave that door open in okay. the sense that call me, you know, um, you know, let's reengage. You know, do you think you could call me, you know, in a few days? Let me know how you're doing. Yeah. You know, because the ultimate choice, because we're dealing with adults, yep. um, 18 and over, them. is it is their choice to be there unless they're mandated to be there. Now, I've dealt with that. Um, as well, so that's and, that, and that's not usually the the best scenario, right? When when they're mandated to be there because that's no. not their choice. No. So we're going to take a break. We're going to take a quick break. But I love your you know you use the word seeds, right? And when you plant mm-hmm. seeds, you get trees. It right. over time, trees of righteousness. And so when we come back, we're going to talk about your vision. What do yeah. you? What is what does your program entail? And how do those seeds? How are those seeds planted, sowed? You know, planted, um, watered, and you know, what is that? What does that look like for you? So we're going to come back and listen a little bit more to your vision. And we thank you for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. To join in the fight for love, visit loveneverfailsus.com. Don't go away. Love Never Fails Radio will return right after these messages from our sponsors. Trash bills weighing you down? At Case Industries, we specialize in lowering waste costs and providing trash, consolidation, and compaction services for multifamily properties, condos, and commercial shopping centers. Let us help you reduce operating expenses and increase property NOI. Case Industries, saving the planet, saving you money. Contact us today for a property trash and recycling assessment online at caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. That's caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. Case Industries, the property manager's friend. Hi, I'm Sandra Herrera, CEO of Case Industries. I've found that many employers are looking for ways to help the community but don't know how. I encourage you to consider supporting Love Never Fails as a corporate sponsor. Love Never Fails offers all the resources necessary to help young women and men overcome the trauma of exploitation and abuse. And that's why I'm proud to have Case Industries supporting Love Never Fails Radio. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. 
And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We are in the studio again with Tina Bouchamp, who is the executive director and founder of uh, Trees of Righteousness, which is a nonprofit dedicated to establishing a long-term aftercare program for adult women survivors of human trafficking. So tell us, um, you know, we talked quite a bit here about that preparation and about some of that, you know, some of the set, you know, quote unquote setbacks. But as you mm-hmm. said in the, you know, in the last segment they're you know, they're not setbacks. They're just indicators that a person is not ready, but a seed has still been sowed. Right. You know, on that point, uh, I remember asking uh, one of the survivors who graduated from our program eventually, but she came and went about four times. And every time she came and went, I, or especially in the early, she was one of the first people to come in our home. I was like, why did she leave? What, what is this, Lord? I said, I, I just couldn't take it. Plus, I, I'm involved with her on a personal level. I've known her since she was little. It was just really hard for me to see her go back out every time. And she, she really helped me because I asked her, I said, you know, I always feel so defeated when you leave and just tell me that what you receive the the months that you're here is making a difference. And I remember her saying to me, you know, every time I come, I get something else, something Mm -hmm. that I wasn't ready to receive the last time. And so, you know, and it sounds crude, but she's like, when I first came to the program, I was, I would get so high. She was taking some, you know, drugs, um, Xanax and things like that. She would get so high that guys, people that were buying her would be able to do whatever they wanted to her, you know, Mm -hmm. violate her in every way imaginable. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And she didn't care as long as she stayed high. And so she was, you know, brutalized. She was, you know, gang raped. She was beaten. She just had so many horrific experiences. Then she moved the second time she left and came back, she had set some boundaries like you can't we can't have sex unless you use a condom. Now, that mm-hmm. might sound like what? You know, that's that's not progress. But for somebody who's in, the, you know, in the life of human trafficking where their body is not their own and they've not set any boundaries, that's a big deal to say, mm-hmm. you know, you can't touch me in these areas or you can't, right. you know, you have to use protection or like another one is I don't kiss, you know, mm-hmm. that these are. And, and by the way, guys, this is these are acronyms that are part of ads, online ads that tell buyers that these are the things I will and won't do. And some people, mm-hmm. you know, because they had their self-worth is so low because they've been hurt so much, they they'll let you do anything. And a let is a quote unquote let. Right. Uh, it's not really letting, but it's it's just, you know, it's set up that way. And so each time she set more boundaries to the point where the last time she was no longer taking drugs. And she said it just it actually she threw up when the mm-hmm. when the people would try to, you know, have sex with her. And so that is what ultimately led to her exit because she just had it, it become very real. If she faced the reality of what she did, what she was in, you know, being subjected to. Right. Right. And, right. and also that her quote unquote boyfriend really didn't love her, that he was an exploiter that was using her for right. his personal gain. And so right. it, those epiphanies don't come at a small cost. You said it was really hard, right? Last time, you know, right. in the last segment, it was really hard to get to that place for yourself. And it's hard for people who have endured maybe worse abuse than we have to get there because they've got to come to terms with so much out there. And so, so trees of righteousness is a place where a woman like the one I described can come mm-hmm. and stay mm-hmm. for how long? Tell us about the program. Right. So a little bit, well, just to answer quickly, you said how long. I really feel, and, and I was in the Bay Area not too long ago, and we were discussing that because I wanted, I wanted to talk just a little bit about, you know, the, the girl that you were, that you were just talking about is because there is a lot of with the, with the human trafficking survivors with their self esteem, it's not even at zero, it's below zero. Right. So that's what you're dealing with. And, you know, so a holistic model is extremely important because of this particular population. We're looking to open a six-bed facility, and we're looking to do a 24-month program. Now, when you look at a 24-month program, somebody may think, oh, my goodness, that's a long time. It's not even touching the surface. Right. I mean, if you, you know, 
because what we're planning to do, it's definitely holistic. We're looking at a three-phase program, starting with new beginnings and then going to an age-appropriate life plan and then eventually leading up to self-sufficiency and graduation, um, all within 24 months. But, you know, again, stabilization is so important because you don't want somebody to have the thought where, oh, I've got to go make money. I've got, and that's the mindset of a lot of these women because, again, all of this because there's initially not going to be any fees to come into the program, you know, they're going to be on alert. It's like, well, what do these people want from me? You know, that that's the mindset of coming in. Now, we've also adopted a curriculum called Ending the Game, uh, mm-hmm. which I think is really important to understand exploitation mm-hmm. uh, because when I've seen women uh, that understand and get the fact that they were exploited and this guy does not love them and he is using them, you know, there's like a light bulb that goes on. It's like, wait, wait a minute. It's almost as though their healing will start, but also can it, it goes at a little faster pace. Now, you know, I don't put anybody on a timetable, and I think that's really important, and you were so awesome to let this girl go at her own pace. We want them, you know, Vanessa, I know you, and you know me. Uh, we want them to heal. We want them to get to that better life, but, you know, it really has to be done at their own pace, mm-hmm. um, and I think that's really important. Uh, so the new beginnings or the stabilization period, we're going we're gonna, to, our daily day-to-day is going to be, we're going to be getting up, you know, having a healthy breakfast, getting uh, into our groups, and we're going to have every group, um, you know, something like healthy relationships, or we're going to start out with identity, because I do definitely think that, you know, based on my past experience, talking to clinicians um, in getting, you know, background and, and all of that, what is the best thing? You've got to start with your ID, really your identity, uh, and then we're going into healthy relationships and boundaries and all the things that a lot of the women that I've worked with have not had. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's like, what do you mean consent? What does consent mean? You know, you mean I can say no? You know, it's like this is a profound discovery. And it's like, yeah. So when when they get stabilized, and this is all going to be coming through assessments, you know, they're going to be meeting with their clinical case manager um, at least once a week, more so if they need it, absolutely. Therapy is going to be required, you know, but we can do it in a in a survivor mode, in the, not mode, but in a, um, you know, having some of them be survivor-led that have healed from what they've been through. So we'll do groups, they'll do individual therapy. And then even before all of that, just providing for whatever their most urgent needs are. You know, if she's out there and he hasn't fed her in a few days, you think she's going to want to talk about what kind of job she wants if she hasn't been fed. No, you know, we're going to make sure that she has the food and the clothing and the bare necessities that she needs and then building up from that. So that initial stage is really important. Um, I also think it's important, just on a side note, is to hire not just staff that are qualified, but staff that really care about these women. Going back to the the testing, that girl was testing you. you. This is not for the faint at heart let me just say no this this line of work is not for the faint at heart and you cannot take things seriously so if she's you know if she's coming at you and testing you you got to know how to handle that you know so that's really important having the the staff that is not only has the uh, experience but also has the compassion uh, to be able to work with this particular population so we're going to take a quick break here and when we come back i want to tell the listening audience uh, a little bit more about the qualifications of the staff that you would be looking for and your timeline for opening up you know things that you might need as you're traveling down this path you already said it's a six bed it's 24 months, by the way, um, our program is 18 months. And then we have a, we have what's called a launch house that we're a phase three launch house that we're looking to open up. And so that period of time, 24 months sounds perfect to me. Mm -hmm. Just, I mean, it actually sounds a little short based on what I've seen from some of the uh, most successful graduates in our program. They needed to be with us at least three years to Mm -hmm. really get solid. If you think about, you know, your own children and your own children that you may 
may have launched out into the world, the listening audience is listening, you know, did they, did they turn 18 and just learn how to just go? No, they, they needed certain things to be poured into them to be ready to face the world. And so Mm -hmm. it's the same process, but with a whole lot more trauma involved. So it's even that much more challenging. So anyway, we're going to come back. We're going to take a quick break, come back and talk about what are you looking for and what goes into building a house of this type. So we'll come right back. uh, And thank you for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. For more information on this program, visit loveneverfailsus.com. That's loveneverfailsus.com. We'll be right back with more right after these messages. Trash bills weighing you down? At Case Industries, we specialize in lowering waste costs and providing trash consolidation and compaction services for multifamily properties, condos, and commercial shopping centers. Let us help you reduce operating expenses and increase property NOI. Case Industries, saving the planet, saving you money. Contact us today for a property trash and recycling assessment online at caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. That's caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. Case Industries, the property manager's friend. Hi, I'm Sandra Herrera, CEO of Case Industries. I've found that many employers are looking for ways to help the community but don't know how. I encourage you to consider supporting Love Never Fails as a corporate sponsor. Love Never Fails offers all the resources necessary to help young women and men overcome the trauma of exploitation and abuse. And that's why I'm proud to have Case Industries supporting Love Never Fails Radio. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We're in the studio today with Tina Bouchon, who is the founder and executive director of Trees of Righteousness, a 24-month adult women home for survivors of human trafficking. And so tell us a little bit, Tina, you're looking to launch the house. You're doing some fundraising. You're looking to hire staff. Have you identified um, sort of your staffing model and who you you need to get started? Uh, What are you looking for? Maybe fill in the uh, listening audience with that detail. Yeah, um, absolutely. So once, yeah, we are fundraising and we are looking also for backers and supporters to be able to make this a vision a reality. Yeah, and our structure would be that we're looking for residential coaches. Those would be the folks that are doing the overnight shifts and and the weekend shifts. And uh, what we're looking in that, again, a little bit mentioned previously about that, um, educationally, I, you know, we really want them to be able to have some, some therapy and psychology under their belt. It's extremely important. But I, in my past 10 years working in this industry, what I've noticed is what makes the best staff member, in my opinion, is uh, education to be able to to meet that requirement, but also that they have maybe some own history under their belt as long as they've dealt with it. They absolutely make the best staff staff members. Um, for, our, for our case manager, we definitely want somebody who is a clinician. I think that's extremely important. But we also need, what we're looking for is a clinician that can also do a good amount of social work as well. So it's going to be the marriage of the two, again, in my opinion, makes the best case uh, clinical case manager where she can help, you know, because what we're looking at is a three-phase program. The second phase would be an age-appropriate life plan where she just starts to do assessments of what the, you know, survivor may want to do to become eventually self-sufficient. So giving her not just the tools, but the support uh, to be able to start seeking about what she wants to do, whether it's going to school or getting her GED or, you know, going to community college, going to a trade school. It really is up to her. We can, again, give her the tools, but it's ultimately up to her. She's the one that's going to be living this life and going to school and, and et cetera. And then phase three is actually putting all of that into motion. That's an action phase uh, when she's ready for that. So that would be going to school uh, of her and uh, deciding what she wants to go to school for. And, you know, when she's ready, she may want to get a part-time job and then we'll start teaching them budgeting and things like that. Um, but did I answer your question well enough on the uh, on the qualifications of staff? Yeah, I thought so. Yeah, I just think it's important for people to know, you know, what is required and we have a very similar requirement. And, you know, in the Bay Area in particular, that's quite costly.
costly to have people who have those types of skill sets, which is one of the reasons why, you know, fundraising and donating to this this effort, right, is so key. Mm-hmm. Now, I know that you have been doing events all around the community. And, and so maybe you could just tell the listening audience how they might be able to give to what you're doing uh, or, or learn more. Yeah. A um, couple of things they can do. They can definitely go online uh, and they can donate. We definitely obviously need donations to be able to make this uh, to make this happen. But then also there's a there's a link on there where they can sign up to get more information. And that comes to me. Uh, generally, what we do is we have you know, uh, documents, if they want to become a volunteer, for example, you know, we give, we do an interview with them. We have a couple of docs that we want them to sign, but it's really just kind of finding out as far as if they do want to volunteer, you know, we have several different areas that they can volunteer. I'll be happy to talk with them about that. Um, and then they can go to our website, which is www.tor, which is T-O-R-org.org.com. Uh, and go to the donate page, which also has, you know, the info email where we can get them connected. Awesome. That is wonderful. Well, you know, just thinking some more about, you know, so, so fundraising is part of it, getting connected with, you know, volunteering, certainly wanting to know more about the mission, but also just want to put out asking people for their prayers, right? So Absolutely. please, you know, lift Tina up and Trees of Righteousness. She and I have been talking about this for a long time. It was a dream that she, you know, she shared with me in confidence many years ago. And I still remember the day. And I, I often ask the Lord, what was that about? You know, the Lord, does the Lord do this to you? Give you these prophetic visions and, and, you know, and, and even places like I had this place uh, identified over there near Richmond. Um, oh gosh, I forget the name. It was uh, L, L, oh my goodness. It was right off of the, the bridge there in Richmond, California. And um, it was a, a development, new development was happening there. And I saw all these trees going down a pathway and there were all these uh, barracks from previous um, military operation that had been exited years and years ago and abandoned there. And uh, it was... Um, Point Malade. Thank you. Point mm-hmm. Malade. Mm-hmm. And I remember I shared that with you and I just knew that we were going to have all of these, you know, they were going to be willing to bring us in and allow us to set up these homes, right? For survivors right. and you know, love never fails would have a home there. Trees of righteousness would have a home there. I just, I was sure of it. And, uh, so I've always, you know, the, the Bible tells us that we, we, we know in part and we prophesy in part. And so I missed a part, but still it's that vision of you being nestled in this beautiful forest somewhere with these tall trees all around and just being in cap in, 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 encased in a, enveloped even in a in a forest of freedom a forest of health and safety and love mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know and you know i that's my prayer for you and um and no matter whether it's you know at El- point Milade, which they've not, they're not going to do any affordable housing from what i understand there but yeah it's going to be somewhere tina and i just believe that mm-hmm. so i just wanted to speak that to you and um, yeah. congratulate you on stepping out on your dream and your purpose. Yeah, thank you so much. And Vanessa, I don't know if you remember, that was a long time ago, but we drove over there together. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 That so, was awesome. Yeah. yeah. And, and sometimes, you know, uh, the you know the Lord will call you. I, I'm one of those ones where he shows me something. And then uh, I just think it's like now and let's go, let's go. I started, you know, calling up the city manager and I went to do a bunch of presentations. I was like, I was so sure. But um, hey, you never know. Maybe maybe the Lord will open up a door for us to do that at some point. So but in any case, the setting was, in my opinion, the setting was it it screams trees of righteousness. <laughs> uh, well, um, anyway, so um, so as you think about this season that you're in, and you know the listening audience um, that is that is um, you know um, here with you, 
And is there any prayer requests specifically that you'd like to ask from them? Yeah, absolutely. Um, That would be, and thank you so much for bringing that up because prayer is essential, especially in this line of work. Uh, It is, you get a lot of spiritual warfare coming at you um, in any way, shape, or form that you can even think or imagine. Uh, So yeah, just prayer for protection, wisdom, knowledge, understanding, discernment, uh, and obviously the funds. We definitely need the funds to be able to do this. Um, so we need those awesome, compassionate folks uh, that that understand that this is an issue. Yes, it is an issue, even in our own neighborhoods, um, and something needs to be done about it. It's absolutely yes. an epidemic, and it's not going to stop um, right. until, we, until we all stand up uh, and say, no more. This is it. We're done. We're done. Uh, and We're in done. the meantime, these women need a safe place to go uh, that is a holistic model that is going to really speak to their healing um, and and also their uh, their identification um, and all of that. Every little piece of what we're planning uh, in our day-to-day and our programming is going to touch every single area of the whole person. So yeah, that's what we, we definitely, we know it's needed. Uh, we know it's an awesome program, uh, but yeah, we need the funds to be able to get it up and running. There you go. So there's your prayer request. Thanks so much. We're going to come right back. I have some events I want to tell you about. So keep on listening. We'll be right back. And thanks for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. To join in the fight for love, visit loveneverfailsus.com. Don't go away. Love Never Fails Radio will return right after these messages from our sponsors. Trash bills weighing you down? At Case Industries, we specialize in lowering waste costs and providing trash consolidation and compaction services for multifamily properties, condos, and commercial shopping centers. Let us help you reduce operating expenses and increase property NOI. Case Industries, saving the planet, saving you money. Contact us today for a property trash and recycling assessment online at caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. That's caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. Case Industries, the property manager's friend. Hi, I'm Sandra Herrera, CEO of Case Industries. I've found that many employers are looking for ways to help the community but don't know how. I encourage you to consider supporting Love Never Fails as a corporate sponsor. Love Never Fails offers all the resources necessary to help young women and men overcome the trauma of exploitation and abuse. And that's why I'm proud to have Case Industries supporting Love Never Fails Radio. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. Hey, before I jump into the events that are going on um, throughout the community, I wanted to just say thank you, Tina. Thank you for being on the show. Thank you for your heart and, uh, you know, for walking forward in your purpose. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Absolutely. Well, we got a lot going on in the community. I wanted to share with you and a few quick updates. Love never fails updates. Uh, Super grateful. As you all know, we've been able to expand our housing footprint from uh, seven, six, seven beds for women and children to 16 as of December of last year. And so we opened up the second house. I want to just give a shout out to a group of women. You know who you are. You've asked me to keep you anonymous, but a group of women who have furnished the house from top to bottom. We are so grateful for you. And um, and some of our women have moved up into the phase two house. And so that's made room for other women. We're getting women in from, you know, out of state, uh, out of county, local and, you know, within Alameda County. So it's just uh, really pregnant women, women with children, a huge blessing. So thank you all. And a few events that are going on. So, um, so yeah, so we have a few uh, events going on in the community that we'd love you to um, just put a hold on your calendar and also want to encourage you to uh, purchase your ticket 
uh, ASAP. Uh, we have our early bird ticket prices have been extended to the 31st of January for our Love Never Fails Mardi Gras Gala. That is um, on the 29th of February from 6 to 10 p.m. at, at Black Hawk Country Club. Uh, we are going to have a dinner, singing, dancing, uh, heartfelt words from some of our Love Never Fails survivor leaders. Uh, we're going to have comedy from Dennis Gaxiola, who is a dry bar comedian, clean comedian. And uh, and then we're going to have some dancing to your top uh, 40 tunes, your favorite top 40 tunes by the Velvet Hammer Band. Our keynote speaker is Laura Quintana. She is the Vice President of Corporate Affairs and Cisco Networking Academies and uh, globally. And so she's been doing it for the past 30 years. She's just a tremendous leader and is all about helping us to empower diverse advocates, advocate for diverse candidates to get into the IT field. So she's going to be talking about that. Early bird prices are $85 per ticket until the end of the month, uh, the 31st, and then they go up to 110. And then you can purchase a sponsor table and or just a table of 10 is $800 and it goes up to 950 after the end of the month. And so just make sure that you get your tickets. It's going to be a great night and all of the proceeds will go towards uh, the addition of the expansion of our house as well as um, our IT Academy and uh, doing some amazing work. Uh, so we just uh, we just are so grateful. Also want to make sure that you're aware that we have an ICAP workshop. ICAP stands for Introduction to Cybersecurity and Programming. We are teaching anyone who is low income, who is 16 years of age and up, anyone who's low to no income, we're teaching you to code a video game in Python. Python scripting is the number one scripting language for in the IT world right now. And we literally learned to code a video game this past Saturday in three hours. It was so much fun. And the class is taught by 11th grade cybersecurity president for Granada High School, Hiride Sheth. And we have teacher's assistants from Google, from Apple, from Facebook, all coming to support these students. So sign up for February the 1st in Antioch or March the 28th in San Jose. Please sign up and take advantage of this amazing opportunity. Um, other items are on our website, which is loveneverfailsus.com forward slash events. I'm speaking at the Bass Conference on March 6th. Silicon Valley, Women of Silicon Valley, May 4th through 5th, speaking there. And of course, we want to invite you to come out on Street Outreach on third Friday of the month. And then we have an event from Trees of Righteousness on the 31st. Can you fill us in on the details, Tina? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for mentioning it. Um, there is a church called Calvary Chapel San Mateo, but it's actually in Belmont, and I know that sounds confusing, but it's Lily's Wings, which is a play about a human trafficking survivor and how she gets entrapped. So it's really community out. It's definitely a fundraiser, uh, and they can get their tickets. They're only $15, and all of the proceeds goes towards us opening up a safe house, and they can get it on Eventbrite, but they can look under Trees of Righteousness, Lily's Wings, Human Trafficking Play for Youth. Now, it's not just for youth. It's for anybody that wants to know a bit more about human trafficking. And the doors open at 630. And of course, lastly, if you uh, don't know it or you need to know it again, you need to hear it again. I want to make sure that you know that you are loved. Thanks for joining us this week on Love Never Fails Radio. We trust that you've been inspired by these stories of hope and love and that you'll accept our challenge to get involved by contacting us at loveneverfailsus.com, by liking and sharing our Facebook page, Facebook slash Love Never Fails Radio, or by making a contribution directly to Love Never Fails. This program is the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails, which is a donor-supported nonprofit ministry that Vanessa founded as a way of directly impacting the lives of young people who are trapped in or at risk of becoming involved in human trafficking. This broadcast needs your involvement and support. To find out more, simply go to loveneverfailsus.com and click on the radio show link. Today's program was brought to you in part by Case Industries, as well as supporters from Faith Fellowship, New Hope Christian Fellowship, and the International Church of the Foursquare Gospel. 
On behalf of Vanessa and the whole team at Love Never Fails, thank you for listening. And thank you even more for committing to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Give up a chance.